Okay, Magic fans, it's time for an emergency pod squad. That's right, Dante Marcatelli, George Galante are offering you an emergency podcast after the success we have had in Boston, taking two from the Celtics in this six-game win streak as we go in for number seven, hopefully tonight, against the Atlanta Hawks. The Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. We felt it was time to address the Eddie House situation, everything that happened in Boston over the weekend, this six-game win streak, how much fun that's been, how Magic Nation came together. Absolutely fantastic to see their support for this team really all season long and for several years, but especially this weekend. And what has gotten into this Magic team? What are some of the things that have helped turn things around? Uh, Markel Fultz, obviously healthy, starting at the point guard position. And how about the emergence of Paolo Bancaro? And getting this Magic team on the national radar has been a lot of fun. All that handled on this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Magic Pod Squad, an emergency edition. We are doing an emergency podcast, Dante Marcatelli and George Galante. We couldn't wait any longer. We said, let's go Sands guests. We know David Steele, Jeff Turner are thick in the throes of their preparation for what we hope is a seventh consecutive win. But until that, we at least wanted to address everything from over the weekend, and we wanted to uh, let Magic Nation know that we hear you, and you have been unbelievable in your support of this team, especially over this weekend. So we just wanted to give a little insight and some offerings from our perspective, especially George, who's on the road, got to be right in the middle of everything for a couple of days in Boston. So that's what this is all about. We're going to have some fun, and hopefully we can shed some light uh, on that. With that being said, did you make it to the North End, George? Was it any trips to Mike's Pastry? Did you did you have any decent eats for three days in Boston? I mean, isn't that the most important thing when you go to of Boston? Course. Like, it doesn't matter if we played if we played well against the Celtics. Right. It mattered if I made it to the North End, and I did make it to the North End. Good. Um, uh, it took it was a forty five minute walk, so it was it, and it was cold, and I actually experienced almost all of the elements in one walk. When I left the hotel, it was cloudy. When I was 10 minutes into the walk, it was started to rain, which was no good. <laughs> then, then the rain started to feel like hail a little bit. It was a little, it was a little, uh, felt like somebody was throwing oh, little pebbles at me. And something I thought it was coming, but I think that was all just a deterrent to try to keep me from getting to Mike's pastry and they failed and they failed. Like <laughs> out there, we, we, yes. I actually, I met Dan Savage from Orlando. He was out and about, he, he was, I think shopping for his wife somewhere and, I said, all right, I'm going over to the north. I'm going to take a walk. We're going over there. And he's like, all right, I'll meet you there. But the bad part was, is that I led him to uh, Regina Pizza, which is a, oh, yeah. a pretty big pizza spot sure, there in sure. the north end. I got all excited. And you've, you've been there, Dante. And I, I've i never been there where there's never a line, you know, yeah, from sure. the door, down the block. You're waiting 20 minutes. I get there. There's no there's no line. I'm thinking, wow, okay. I, I beat right in. somehow. Like, I, I timed this perfectly. I'm patting myself on the back. And then there's a big sign that says, sorry, folks, park's closed. Uh, <laughs> Moves out front of the top. <laughs> like, dang it. Just <laughs> devastating. But I, I we still had a little pizza, a little, little, little Italian, a little North End. Did you punch the did you punch, so punch the moose in the nose? Did I punched punch him right in the face. Good for you. Good for <laughs> punch you. that moose right in the face. 
So well, that's those, good. I'm sorry to hear about Regina's, but at least you got Mike's pastry, black and white cookie, cannoli, the whole works. I went, I went with both. Yep. I staggered them out throughout the day and I ate the black and white after having uh, some victory beers, Dante. Yeah. Victory beers oh, good. The other man. night. Good so it was, uh, it was a good, listen, that, that weekend doesn't get any better if you're, if you're somebody that's rooting for the magic, that just well, that George, could not have worked out any better. I think it's interesting. It would have been easy to not do it. The travel schedule is tough. It's, it's hard to line up somebody for the team, right? Because this was our only day yeah. to do it. And the team, right. it's a back-to-back and you got a game tonight. So it's hard to get any of the players. But we, we've got a lot of insight from the players and especially you having been there. Six consecutive wins, right? So you, you beat Boston twice. You beat Toronto once, uh, twice. And we're putting it on what we called was the redemption tour. Because the, the most interesting thing to me is you had lost, and we get them all from your game notes, right? So you do the game notes. We had lost 16 of 17 to the Clippers. You yep. beat them. So that starts that. You had yep. lost 11 of 12 to the Raptors. You beat them twice. You had lost right. 8 of 9 to the Hawks, and you beat them. You got them again tonight at the time of this taping. It's six consecutive wins, and you're playing Atlanta tonight. You had right. lost 10 in a row to Boston, right? right? So now you exercise all those demons, and you're kind of – not only to mention, those are all playoff teams from a year ago, and these are all teams that are in the top of the Eastern Conference standings or or some of the better teams, and, you know, the Clippers out West. So you now – you win five of your first 25 games, and you follow that up with six consecutive wins. So I guess give us a feel from being around – Makes total sense, game. right? Makes, makes total, total sense. sense. <laughs> makes total sense. So we'll get into the weekend and Eddie House and all that stuff because we've yeah. all got thoughts on that. But how do you explain what you're seeing different the last six games with this team? You know, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think, number one, uh, the most important thing is we're starting to get a little bit healthy, right? Especially yeah. at the guard position. I mean, the, Huge. We, we played a lot of those games where we literally had no guards. I mean, there just right. there just was not a lot of backcourt players available for the Magic uh, in on their lineup. And now you look, you, you turn around, you have Markel Fultz is back and Cole Anthony's back. And those are two pretty important pieces uh, to what you're trying to accomplish. But it also frees up, you know, Franz Wagner. You know, listen, Franz was doing an admirable job uh, at, at trying to be the point forward and Paolo yeah, to totally. bring the ball up and Bowl to bring the ball up. And, and and that's good every now and again, but it is it is very good where we can just throw the ball to the to a point guard and let them initiate the offense. Yes. Um, yes. So I think that's a that's a number one uh, reason for a little bit of our success now as we as we go into this Atlanta game tonight. And I think just again, like Coach Mosley, I, I know we talked about it uh, during the last podcast when it was the four of us. Coach Mosley just has these guys just constantly believing and constantly working. He's he's positive all the time. It never it never ends from the minute the camera goes off to the minute we get on the plane, on the bus, in the hotel. Like the guy just just exudes positivity all the time, and he just kept telling these guys to believe in what they're believe in what we're doing. And I think now that they've started to see some success with that. You know, it's just like everything else, losing snowballs and winning also snowballs. Yeah, that's and so, true. you know, we're seeing that at granted it, we're, we're not going to be, I, I don't think, you know, we have, there's gotta be a happy medium here, right? Like we've, we've gone from the deep abyss Correct. of losing Correct. nine in a row right, to now this great exhilaration of winning six in a row. Like we, we felt it all right. Like two weeks ago, 
everybody wanted to jump off the bridge yeah, and, right. and just this, this team is the worst, except, and then I did, I did, but the bridge I found wasn't tall enough. So I, but I, <laughs> but I was, but I was right there. No, I'm with you. Right. With and you. then, and then, and then you come last night and I'm getting texts that we're going to the playoffs. We, we can beat everybody, you know, right. and that, and that's great too. That's, it's good to have the enthusiasm. They're definitely, we definitely fall somewhere in the middle. I mean, we, yeah. I just looked it up that we're the only, we're only the fourth team in the history of the NBA to have a nine game or more losing streak and then immediately followed up with a six wow. game or winning streak. So we're definitely in the middle there, but you, it's good to see that, that things are moving in a positive direction and then things potentially should, should, you know, continue to go in that way because, you know, at some point here, when Del Carter Jr. is going to, is going to return yes. to the floor and that's going to help us uh, immensely down low. Although you got to give credit to, to both Mo Wagner and oh Mo they've been playing fantastic ball. Um, everybody. I mean, that's, that's the other key to this success, right? Dante is it's, it's by committee and Paolo is doing his thing. Franz is doing his thing, but there's somebody else stepping up every night, whether it's, Markel and Cole in the fourth quarter uh, on Friday night against Boston. Admiral Schofield had yes. 11 points in the Correct. fourth quarter against Boston on Sunday. Uh, Kevon Harris is playing tremendous. De- you know, c- coach yep. is putting him in there and he's putting him on the best guy and he yep. embraces that. So everybody is falling into their role a little bit and it is uh, it's just exuding confidence throughout the roster. And you've made some tough decisions on your coach now, which I think is great. So eventually you're going to get Wendell. Wendell's going to be your starting center. But Mo Wagner has earned a spot in the rotation, right? So now you have that luxury of trying to find minutes for him. Jalen Suggs, what, what does his role look like? Obviously, that guy is a guy that could be in the starting lineup. But maybe he comes off the bench with Cole Anthony. You don't know. You've got a lot of questions that you have to answer. One, one more last thing on that. I was watching Franz Wagner after the first Boston game, all right? And I'm looking at him. And he doesn't look for the first time all year like he went through a prize fight, like he went through a 10, <laughs> right? like he went through 10 or 11 rounds. He looked like everybody should after a game, not after a boxing match. He's been up there with the cotton balls in the nose and this cut, this scratch, not having to handle the load uh, of dribbling the basketball and having Mark, you're six and four now with Markel back as your, as your starting point guard. Cole Anthony, I wouldn't say he's embraced the sixth man, but he's excelled in it. You know, when we ask him what he what's going through his his mind now that he's part of that, you know, we know he, he wants to be out there. That's fine. He should want to be out there, but he's he's excelled in that role. But Franz looks to me like he should. Now you can get Franz doing what he does best, which I think is what's happening now. Well, it takes a lot out of you when you're of carrying course. the load the way that Franz and Paolo, for that matter, was in the beginning of the season where they're asked to initiate the offense, bring the ball up the floor. Those take a lot out. That takes a lot out of those guys. And you're right. Like he does. Yeah. He didn't have a scratch on. <laughs> he might've had one or two. But exactly. You're right. He looks like Rocky Balboa in the first, oh, in, in October, and November coming off the floor. He um, does. It, it just has energized all of the players. And you're right. Like Jamal's going to have some interesting decisions yeah. once he starts to even get more guys back into the fold, um, which he will hear hopefully soon. And it, and that's a good problem for him to have. You rather have that problem than the other problem of, oh my gosh, like I have nowhere to turn. I have nothing. Yes, I have nowhere yes. to, my cupboard is bare and I have nowhere to turn. You would rather have decisions to make and conversations to have uh, than, than the opposite. 
And to the point now where RJ Hampton, Caleb Houston, guys that have contributed and played well at times, you know, it, it, it's tough to get in now because you're not going to break away from what's working. Not to put timetables on anything. Do you think we get anybody back before the end of the calendar year? Do you think there's a possibility? Can can we say I, that? that, that or I really still, don't know. I know I, yeah, I really don't know, and I don't want to speculate. And the, sure. the, the medical staff is doing what they can to get those guys going. And uh, when they're back, they're back. I, I wish I had. And there's others. no rush when you win six in a row. There's no rush to bring somebody back. But they, but you got to somebody, somebody asked me. Somebody asked me. It was interesting. Should should Wendell come back tonight against Atlanta? Which he's not. Right. This was right, a hypothetical right, right, right. hypothetical scenario. Should should Wendell be ready to go for the Atlanta game? This was asked to me two day two games ago. And you've won six in a row, which now we have. He's like, what would what would you do? Would you would you break up the lineup? And I said, nope. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You can't you can't do that yet until you know maybe until the mojo goes away one time, and then you can. I don't. So it'll be interesting once those I guys know. somebody is ready to come back in. How do they? How does Jamal fit those guys in? That'll like I said, that's a welcome that's a welcome problem for Jamal Mosley and the Magic staff. Listen, this Magic fan base has been through a lot, right? The last 12 yep. years. We've all been through a lot. The players, yep. the, everybody, right? They've been through a lot. Um, so this is fun. You enjoy this right now. We've not been through this, right? Haven't won seven in a row since the 10-11 season. Should it right. get to seven? It'll be tough to get to that. So at the end of the game, the first game against the Boston Celtics, all of a sudden it's starting to circulate on social media that Eddie, Eddie House, who does the post-game analysis for the Celtics, he's there, Quentin mm-hmm. Richardson or Brian Hill or Nick Anderson, whatever, says that, hey, doesn't matter. The Orlando Magic still just have 10 wins. And he said, they're still garbage. Those were his exact words. Right. They're still garbage. Went on to say, not going to be in the play-in, not going to be. And, I, and I, I heard that and it hit me. I mean, it hit me hard. I was like, well, what is he? What is he? Why is he doing this? Why, why would Eddie House go there? And I, I, I took exception to it. It didn't sit well with me. I didn't think anything of it. I'm looking at Twitter. My timeline didn't seem to sit well with anybody in Magic Fever, right? In Magic Kingdom. It didn't seem to sit well with any Magic fans. And I think for a fan base that has been kind of beat up for the last decade plus, they came together. They came strong. They've always been there supporting this team. I'm not saying that they haven't been there. They've always been there supporting this team. But to see the pride and to see the see this entire fan base come together again with one common enemy, right? In any house with those comments to see everybody take it that personal. I couldn't believe it. And then to find out that coach Mosley was aware of it and that Paolo Bancaro saw it and sent it into the group chat and that they used it as a little extra motivation. I just, you having been there and seeing all that on the front lines, what was your take on the whole Eddie house thing? again like like you said i didn't first of all i didn't know eddie was doing television for them so you know for him and then when i think it might even have been you sent me the clip uh, of that of of him saying what he said after the first game and i you know i kind of blew it off as clickbait i did you know like it's a lot of times some some stations that's what they you know they want something sensational out there that uh you know fans will react to right whether sure, it's good sure. bad and different um so i didn't really think much of it um i did let coach mosley know <laughs> I, yeah I, good. I, I i took the text and i and i sent it over now i was not the first one to send it to him so clearly clearly he saw it already and he said oh he's like oh don't worry i saw it and you know thanks for sending like did yeah. he he didn't really you know stoke anything and he just kind of said not you know i'm pretty you know 
made he made it seem like that his guys would be aware of it. But then, you know, on top of it, I was with um, Paolo Bancaro uh, was recording uh, an episode of The Old Man and the Three uh, with Ooh, JJ, JJ Reddick. Reddick. While we were in Boston uh, this weekend. So hope I, I think that may come out this week. I don't know if that's a spoiler yeah, or not, but it's going to come out soon. Um, yeah. And I was with Paolo during the taping of that. And, and somebody had brought it up. Um, it wasn't me. And, I, and he said, oh, he goes, oh, no, I, I saw it, you know, and I. I'm not sure he knew who Eddie House was. Um, right, you know, right. He knew he played and you know everything else, but um, he he said, "Oh no, don't worry. Like we 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 know. We're like we're aware." So before the game, I didn't. Again, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room when they're having their their team meeting, so I don't sure. know what you know. I don't know if the coach played it. I don't know anything about that. I just know that they were all aware. <laughs> what I what I do know is that when we won the second game, um, you, you know, the everybody's happy. We won six in a row. We're getting, you know, and we also had to like, listen, like we got to hightail it out of here because we got to get to Atlanta. So we're not getting in late. And I walked into the locker room and all of a sudden a couple of guys turned to each other. And I didn't know what, again, I don't know what occurred then either. I'm, I, yeah, I sure. was not in the locker room at that point. I go in immediately after Jamal has had his meeting. And I see a couple of guys kind of all huddled around with their phones and saying, all right, you ready? You ready? It's <laughs> like, okay. Oh. And then that's when I was, you know, I looked at my phone and a bunch of guys had, had, uh, had sent the, <laughs> which, you know, it's, I thought it was all in good fun. And I kind of thought it would die. And, it, there, and it's the honest. meme, like, it's the meme of Rafer Alston who played for the magic that 09 finals run smacking Eddie house in the back of the head. Right. right. Wasn't that, that, play- that was the meme. Yeah. Yes. The During playoffs. the playoffs, that was the meme. And apparently that was the meme of choice for a bunch of guys. <laughs> it seemed um, to be. And I told Jamal, as we were going into the post gamer, I said, I go, I just want to let you know, like, this is it. He's like, Oh no, I, t- I told those guys. don't." <laughs> so, you know, and it was fine. And, but then when I get on the plane last night and we're going to Atlanta just to see Eddie kind of double down again, oh, and went goodness, with it again right. I was like, okay, well, I, well, we okay he's he's just gonna keep on keep on the train for a little while because i but then i i did go in and look at it you're right the magic fans really <laughs> they let him have it pretty Ooh. good um and, and so you know what and, I, and it doesn't have to be disrespectful and it doesn't have to be personal you know what i mean like he made i, I think eddie house made a disrespectful comment i don't think you call i think as an as an analyst saying that team is gone that that doesn't provide any analysis right that's no. not analysis. That that's no. just taking that's just taking a pot shot at a team, right? And that's, right. so that's what he did. So that's where the angst comes from, I think. And sure. Kind of kind of like you. I saw the comment. It kind of struck me funny, and I'm like, I'm not going to go fill up his inbox, but I I, I kind of didn't sit well with me. Then the more you think about it, I'm like, well, there's no there's really no reason to do that, right? Other than right. and his point was, this isn't a team that's going to be contending with Boston for a championship, right? Like like the point was Boston overlooked a team that they probably should have beat. Correct. We're not all going to sit here and say that the, the the magic are going to be playing the Celtics in the Eastern conference finals. You never know. You never know what could happen. And we hope that's the goal. But I think the the thought was that, you know, obviously the Celtics have a much better record and they overlooked us. Right. So we took it. So we'll say that, say it that way. And then you don't, then you don't, you don't fire up an entire team. If I'm, if I'm the front office of the Celtics and I'm looking at that and they've got, it was a three point game on Sunday, right? Neither team shot it well. No. Paulo Paulo Bancaro was clearly the best player on the floor. And he had a little extra motivation from that 
from those comments. And if that motivation meant you won the game, well, well, then your analyst cost you a game potentially, right? I don't think that would sit well with me. But all that being said, kudos to through the course of an 82-game season, George, if you can find a little extra motivation somehow, then you take it. And at the end of the, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, it's social media, it's a bunch of 20-something year olds. They're gonna have fun, right? So let them have their fun. But I think that I I, I think they they use that as a little extra motivation. And I thought it was great. I, I do, I do, I would like to think that, and I even texted you guys last night. I I texted you and I texted Ty. I was like, man, I really hope our analysts never do anything like yeah, that. Right, right. Because I don't right. want, you know, I think that would put us in a really hard position. Um, yes. And I think they would probably hear it from our basketball side. Like, hey, listen, right. guys, like, knock it off. Like, yes. <laughs> we, well, and the good thing is we don't, we have guys that aren't like that. And, and now sometimes I think people hire an analyst, like you're saying, you, you, there, there sometimes can be a reaction that that's good for TV, right? So some, some networks will do that. And I think with our guys, they're professionals. I'm not saying Eddie isn't or won't be, but I think, you know, I think he let his guard down and, and said something he shouldn't have. I think he clearly should not have said that. And I don't think you say that as an analyst about any team. These are the best of the best. That, that That's not, if you want to take shots at the record and what we've done over time, we we can't say anything about that, right? That That's fine. But you can't say it about a team that's won six straight and about a, a bunch of guys that haven't been a part of that. Paolo wasn't here for any of that. Right. Right. So you don't blame him for taking exception to it. But I think I don't think we have guys that would do that. Q's got a ton going on with the NBA. Right. He calls games for the NBA. He's not going to go down that road. Brian's too much of a professional. And and so are Nick and Bo. So I, I think I don't think you would have that. I don't think that would be a problem. Here. No. And listen, the one the one thing I do take out of all of it, and whatever, whatever between Eddie House and whatever he says, it's it's to me it's the passion that the magic fans have Correct. out there that is Correct. still there the fire yes. is burning it just needed to be stoked <laughs> and you know what you you have a magic team right now that 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 they've taken them on a little bit of a roller coaster ride so far this season right they started sure. off the season and there was a genuine buzz in the arena yes. there was a genuine buzz around the team Okay, right. and then that kind of that kind of went down a little bit. We we, we felt a dip. Everybody then felt it, even though our poured even though the buckets of water was, on it. You poured buckets of water the, on it, even though the hurt. arena was still, you know, yes. the arena was still. They, they just wanted something to latch on to, right? And now we've won a couple of games in a row, and then we win four games in a row. And yeah, hey, we go on the road. Let's have a watch party down. I don't even, I don't know where the watch party That's was. Right. Let's have a watch party. Place is packed. Magic fans are jumping. We give them a win during the watch party. Then we turn around on Sunday, give them another win. Like, so it just shows to me, like, forget, forget Eddie house. That could have been anybody. It just shows to me again, that we have a very, very passionate fan base. We have the best fans in the NBA. They're out there and they're ready to, they're ready and they're starving to root for this team. You're exactly right. And they circled the wagons better than anybody and they protect each other and they protect yep. this team when, when it, when it's been tough at times and it would be easy for them to say, well, you know, okay, okay. Well, all right, fine. Good, get a good laugh out of Eddie house, but they took exception to it. And there's a lot of pride. I think there's so much pride in this town with this fan base. And I think they deserve this, right? The you, players deserve yes. this. And this fan base deserves this, right? Wherever this goes, however long this goes, however many wins they end, they deserve this time right now. They just want to see their team play hard and play yeah. to the best of their ability. And wherever the chips fall at that point, I think I think Magic fans are 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 okay with it. 
Um, and right now everything's, everything's coming up sevens, right? Like it, this is, I'm this has been you. a lot of fun. It's been a nice week and a half where we walk into a building with a little more confidence and, uh, pumping our chest a little bit more and things are just starting to go our way a little bit. And we'll see if we can keep things rolling. Look at this up. Paulo Bancaro clutch numbers in the NBA during this win streak. Uh, he's tied for fourth with clutch points. He's got 18 clutch points. Clutch is characterized as uh, a five-point lead one way or the other with five minutes left. That, oh, now you're entering. So I don't now keep you're track in, of that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the, no, the NBA does. That's not your – Good, because I can't – There's that's, no way for you too to, much work for me. Yeah. No way for you to possibly follow all that. But that's the, that's the criteria for what they consider clutch. So a five-point game with five minutes left. He's got 18 points, 18 clutch points. Um, which is tied for fourth most during that stretch. But the names are Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard. It's it's like the best of the best, right, are, are all in there. De- DeMar DeRozan, and he's in that list. He's tied for fourth. Damn. Clutch, clutch free throws. 11 of those 18 points are at the free throw line. He's second. He's got 11 clutch free throws in that second. And then you look at Mo Wagner is fourth in clutch rebounds, right? And then there's a bunch of hustle stats where Markel Fultz is top five in – Loose balls recovered. We saw that in Boston in the second game. Uh, it looked like to me like he tried to go between the legs of Al Horford on the inbounds pass, um, which <laughs> which we have that. That's unfortunately that is uh, that is in our playbook is to get a five second call. Uh, but I've <laughs> but I've, I've never seen that one. But what does he do? He makes up for it. He corrals a loose ball. So we're seeing all these all these hustle plays, right? So we're seeing that, and we're seeing uh, Mo Wagner is first in the NBA in charges drawn during this win streak. So I, we talked, we had our production meeting today and we're trying to figure out what to talk about with Atlanta and Quentin Richardson said, what I'm seeing is a culture shift. All those things you mentioned are winning plays. Those are what championship teams do. You're making winning plays. You're sitting now on 11 wins. We have no, you may finish the season with 12. I doubt it, mm-hmm. but you have no idea where this right. is going to go. Or you may play 500 basketball or better. You you may grab a play-in, so who knows what, what that, that's the beauty of this, right? You're two and a half games out of a play-in spot. You're doing things now that winning teams do. It, it feels like there is a shift. Regardless of wins and losses, there's a belief and a, and a different effort and attitude about this group right now. You know, I'm here, I'll read you the line from the box score on Sunday night. Okay. Uh, this team shot 38% from the floor. Yeah. Uh, they were out rebounded 54 to 46, including 11 to six on the offensive end. I'm trying to do the good numbers, George. I'm trying to do the good numbers. Well, I'm no, telling I'm you, kidding. that's the, the thing kidding. is, is that's, that's the winning team, right? Yeah, that, correct. I just gave right, you the, right. one, the numbers from the winning team, but the reasons are because they held the other team to 34.8% yes. from the floor. Yes. They, they held, and this is, we're not holding, you know, a, a, a bottom tier team. This is the Boston Celtics who are arguably the best team, if not in the East, if not in the whole league. Absolutely. 25% from three that's on 47 attempts Mm. and you force them to commit 17 turnovers. So you're, you're doing the team. That's the best in their top two or three in the NBA protecting. So if you, on a normal night, if you're shooting 38% from the floor, you're going to lose. You're not even going to be in the game and you're going to lose just, just because Offense tends to sometimes dictate how your defense plays. Um, I know that's probably, you know, fan doesn't want to hear that, but that's the way it works. If a guy, if a team is rolling yeah, offensively, right. they tend to have a little more hop on the other end yep. of the floor too. Yep, so sure. when you look at the box score and you're like, holy crap, like we're shooting 38%, 37% from the floor. And then you look up at the scoreboard and we're up 
four or we're up six. Then you look at Boston. That that was a down and dirty, gritty game the other night where teams that are buying into what you need to do on the defensive end of the floor, uh, it goes back again. It goes back to Coach Mosley. It goes back to the staff. They're buying into what is the right way to play. And, uh, and that is, it, it may not be the most aesthetically pleasing game to the eye. Cause it really sure. wasn't like, if you look no, at the game, no, it was, no. it was a slop fest. Like it was really right. rough to watch, right. but, but because of that, didn't, wasn't there a feeling, didn't you have the feeling like I did like, man, Boston's not playing well. If we, this game's there for the taking, if we don't take advantage of this, this will be a killer, won't it? Yeah. The, the, our guys would have been crushed if we would have yes. lost that game yes, on yes, Sunday. Yes, Cause because you've played that hard, you've you've done the job that you're supposed to do on that end of the floor. You just needed to make a couple of shots, and when when push came to shove, we made the winning plays. Franz made a huge three down the stretch when we when we were only up one to cut it to four. Uh, Paolo with a big you know, Mo Wagner big, big huge free throws. Paolo with a big three, um, two big offensive rebounds. Kevon yes, uh, and Markel, right, Amazing. and then Markel making the play. Uh, yeah. to, to get the timeout, just little things. And right. we did it the other night too on Friday night where you're getting the, the, the big offensive rebound by Markel, uh, the clutch bat, clutch pull-up shots for him, from him down the stretch. Paolo making six free throws in a row to close out the Clippers yeah. game in overtime. Right. I mean, that, this is a 20-year-old kid. Yeah. We've lost nine games in a row. We have not, not tasted victory in almost a month. Right. Correct. <laughs> you know, correct. Here's this 20 year old kid steps to the line, hits six straight clutch overtime free throws. And then he hit, Amazing. he hit clutch free throws the next game against uh, Toronto to seal the game too. Yes, Dan Savage had that one too, where it was like, I think it was, he hit eight or 10 free throws within the last 15 seconds of a game or whatever it was. Those are just winning plays. They're winning plays. They're doing I things know. the right way. Um, and it's good to see, our guys, you know, that we've, we've done this before too, where we've fallen short and you know, you're doing things the right way, but you're still not, you're still not good enough to get the wins. You know, the last couple of weeks, the wins are starting to come too. And it just gives them more belief going into the next few months of the season. I, I, I love it. I, I, if nothing else, regardless of what comes of it, you know, you have this in you. You are capable yep. of beating literally anybody in the NBA. You beat Golden yep. State at home, Phoenix at home, Dallas at home, right? I mean, you've you've given this fan base. You're now eight and nine at home. Uh, you all of a sudden you've got what three or four road wins now, or three road wins. It's three. Your fourth one, you know. So you're trying to climb up in that category. You've crept into the conversation here. You're now you got your eye on the Chicago Bulls because you have as many wins as they do, and you have their pick if it's not in the top four, right? So right. now you're now now you're watching that. Uh, which I which I think is quite interesting. So we'll see how this plays out. Mo Bamba said the other day, and I'm hoping you can explain this to me. He said they they have a saying that they 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 share in the locker room that says, "Don't eat the cheese." I don't know what that means. <laughs> he tried to explain. Can you shed any light on not eating the cheese? I cannot. I, this is the <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of don't eat. I'm in the I'm locker room a lot, and I don't. I've never I'm assuming heard it's like. And it could be something he made up and read in a book that day. It could be, but there's, I'm assuming it's like a mouse, right? You, you, there it is, this big prize at the end. And like you, you're, you start reading all the stories that are being written about you. Listen, you yeah, start, here's the, here's the one right? thing about this group. The, the, I will say the one thing about this group. Now, I don't know if it equates to don't eat the cheese or not. So okay, okay, you, okay. There might not be any correlation, but what I can say with 100% positivity is that 
this group during a losing streak, which we had, did not get too down. You know, they they felt the sting after losses. Yeah, but sure, sure. Come back to work the next day, even keeled, upbeat a little bit, go right to work. During the winning streak, it has not been dousing water on everybody in the locker yes, room and, like and right. uh, throwing ice buckets up on everybody. Like even last night, like even yesterday, like there was a couple of hoots and hollers. Cause listen, that was, that's two big oh, wins on the absolutely. road against the best team in the league where nobody yeah. gave you a chance to win. Correct. Not, and not a soul gave you a chance to win. However, there are only two losses at home in regulation on the year. Okay. You handed so there you it go. To However, there was not a, raucous celebration there was not See, again cool. there was not any you know there were not we knew that we had to get in the shower <laughs> get ready yeah. get on get the bus and we got to go to atlanta because we got to do it again in less right. than 24 hours so maybe that's don't eat the cheese maybe the cheese is a metaphor for you know whatever's put in front of you yeah like you have bad that's um, right. okay group, i got you they're very they're very even keeled they're very not too high not too low and i think that's a good thing when you you know dante like this is a marathon like it, it just it goes it's a marathon at a sprinter's pace you know well, it is it is but and you know you what but to that, but to, me, to me that signs of growth because you're not you, 11 and 20 you haven't accomplished anything yet you've won a six you got a six game win streak no. but you got a long way to go to get way. somewhere so so you can't think you've arrived and they don't and i and i think that's that's the point of it so I guess the last thing I'm going to ask you, George, just because you're around these guys, eventually we're going to get Jonathan Isaac back, right? He's out there doing some work on the floor, practicing yep. with the G League. Eventually, Wendell, Jalen Suggs, all these guys that you mentioned. And eventually, right, you have had all these conversations with Jamal Mosley where after a game, it's seven in a row, eight in a row, right? And now you have the exhilaration of six in a row that you've won, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. How is how has he handled all of this, Jamal Mosley? Why was he? What has he? Has he changed at all? Is he more excited? No. less excited. What's his What's his mantra? He get, he is equally as excited to go into a game. You know when we're he was just as excited to go into that Clippers game and try to get a win as he was to go in that game last night and try to get a win. He, See, he that's is, where you take your cues from as a team. That's where you take your cues from. I can tell you what, though, he is proud of these guys. Like he's yes, proud. He is very proud of how hard they've continued to work and how and and he's just he's genuinely happy that that they are. And he wants to deflect all the success off of him. Right. Like he he doesn't want any of it for for himself. He's like, I'm so happy for these guys. Right. They're working so hard. Um, he genuinely is just proud. It's almost like a proud, you know, it's almost like our kids do something right, Dante. And they're yes. just like, you're sitting there and you just kind of like to step, step back and you let yourself beam a little bit. And I think that's what he's doing with this group. I think he's, he's, he's just watching these guys and they're, they're coming together and they're learning how to win. They're learning how to be pros in the NBA and he just steps back and he's proud. And so, uh, but no, like, and, and the team is taking the characteristics from him. He is a very even keeled guy. He continues to work every day when he wakes up. I, I, I want him to get some more sleep. I'm worried about him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to get some more sleep. Um, but he's, he's just, uh, well, he deserves this because he's the right. eternal optimist. And, and yeah. I remember the first time we saw Rick Carlisle, who he coached with for seven years in Dallas, his big thing was, I just always felt when Jamal gets his chance, his players won't let him fail. And I, I don't know that you can have more praise for a guy than that. Right. Yeah. And I, right. that feels like even at, even, I mean, 
when you've lost seven in a row, just to get them to play hard for that eighth yep. game is tough. But they do. They play hard eighth, ninth, and then you're able to pull them pull them along and, and win six straight. So I have to imagine it's probably similar to the pride that Bill Belichick feels after his team yesterday, right? <laughs> what the was hell was let... that, man? What the hell was that? I was going to let you slide. But have let you me finish... ever? Hold on. Let me finish. Finish talking about Jamal before I before I poop all over your for your Cheerios here with the <laughs> That's Patriots. Well That's well uh, I've had so many guys that I you know that I've met over the years of of, of working with the Magic that have gone on to other teams and and, and yep. players and coaches and administrators um, that I don't know. I didn't know that they've had like intersections with Jamal. I've never. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the number of people yes. that have come up to me. And just said, man, don't you, don't you love Jamal? And I look at him, I go like, I go, yeah, I love, he's awesome. Like, how do you know him? And then he, ta- you know, they'll tell, oh, well, I was with Jamal. Ding, Amazing. Ding, ding. And it's like, it, there's not one person out there that you encounter that just doesn't, doesn't like Jamal Mosley. And I'm right in that camp with him. And so he, he deserves every, every bit he's of awesome. credit for this success. Um, And, and he's not content at all. Like you said, like big picture, we're still 11. And 20, we have a long way, sure. a long way to go. Um, he's going to enjoy this little bit of success, but he definitely wants to keep building on it. Well, and you know what? And we keep talking about him, the, the guy. He's a great person. He's a great human being. He wants to be talked about for his coaching. And right. I think when you look at this six-game win streak, look at the substitutions he's making at the end of games. Look at the plays. Look at the baskets we've got out of timeouts, right? Look at just having a hunch of putting in Kevon Harris at the end of the game, and he digs out a huge offensive rebound to help you win a game. Yep. I mean, he, He's making he's making calls with his gut too, and uh, I, I think that's awesome. I think he's done that. Okay, now go ahead, go ahead with what you're going to so, say. So, I I only got the text because, as you know, on our flight we can't. Uh, you'd think we have the greatest yes. technology in the air. <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> you'd be, you would but, think so. but I can't stream or see any videos or anything uh, live or, or, or whatnot on social media while we're up in the air. I always have to wait until we land. Yes. Now I do. Now I do punch into the Wi-Fi and I do get the, I do get texts if they're coming through on, sure. a, on an Apple sure. device. So I got the text from you and Ty Easton, our TV producer about the end of the end of the new England game. Oh, I've never seen a game like that. I've only seen a game like that with my daughters in the, back, in the backyard. <laughs> I saw that exact play executed by my, by my and daughter's I only, friends. And I only went through and I could only go to, you know, one of the one of the score apps where you're looking and it and it just gives you and it says, oh, uh, Raiders score, fumble recovery, you know, run back X amount of yards as time expired. And I was like. Oh, I told I I turned to Dan Savage again. Dan's getting a lot of plugs on the pod squad today. He's getting a lot of plugs on the podcast. And uh, so I turned, he was sitting next to me on the plane. I said, Oh, I go like Raiders must have, you know, forced a fumble on the, you know, who knows what happened. And then when we, when we landed and I saw the play, Dante, are are you okay? I I didn't even, I should have given you a, you can't even be, you can't even be. You can't even be mad about that. That that is the single dumbest thing I have ever seen. And to the point that Scott Zolak, who used to be a quarterback for the Patriots, he's the radio mm-hmm. analyst. So I'm driving back from uh, from Tampa. Boy, I heard listening it. Listening to this, did you hear his call? Oh, I heard it. His call was as again as an analyst. This is the dumbest, dumbest team thing. I have ever seen. <laughs> Amazing. And in that it moment, was... I I kind of didn't disagree with him, but. 
But poor Jacoby Myers, who made the play. I mean, I, I kind of, he owned it. He absolutely owned it and said, well, I guess I was trying to be the hero, you know, and it was, it was interesting, but I, I, Bill Belichick, why didn't they ask, they asked him, why didn't you just have Mac Jones throw it to the end zone like a Hail Mary? And his response was, he can't throw it that far. He can't. He was 65 yards away. What a way to end a game. He's oh, like, he's like, yeah, I oh. called a draw. Like I did 524 other times to try to just get us to overtime. And my yeah, boy yeah. Henderson decided to lateral at first. <laughs> and, my boy, and then my boy Myers decided to just chuck it back oh, down. Oh my gosh. Wow, that was, that was something. That was uh, something. I, I, every flight cost every, them a playoff berth. That could. Oh, it is. Or as of now, they're out. As of That's now, they're crazy. out. Dan Savage, again, his stupid Bengals are going to be yeah. right in there. They're going to be right they, in there. They well, right, good, good stuff, George. Well, I, I appreciate you rolling with the punches. So I think this, is a, an em, this is an emergency. Like, are we posting this now? It's an emergency immediately. podcast? Immediately. Okay. Jake is waiting for us to He's send waiting. this to him. And this okay. is going to be posted so fans can know. What your take was being right there in the middle of it, there in Boston. And I, I, you know what? All right. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. Last year, I didn't so much miss traveling. I'm not going to lie to you because th- there wasn't a ton of this happening. But I'm missing it now, and I'm missing yeah. it. I always miss you know the camaraderie and all the laughs and everything. And and for our right. job, for the job, I think it's there's nothing better than being with the team. But you definitely miss being a part of it now with, with all this stuff happening. So keep up the good work, and let's see if we can make it number seven tonight in Atlanta. And then we'll have another emergency pod tomorrow, is what you're saying? Like on the only if, only if their analyst, only if Dominique goes on there and says something, <laughs> which isn't going to happen. I'll stoke the happen. I'll stoke the fire when I get to the arena and tonight. I, I believe Vince Carter has this game on the Atlanta broadcast, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's awkward. It is awkward. It is we, awkward. So another reason we should win. <laughs> another reason we should win. Which, by the way, he was at the uh, he was at the golf tournament the other day, which was unbelievable and that guy can hit a golf ball holy yeah so we love we love having vince back and not that he's always been a part of this community but now seeing him a lot more has been great great good stuff george good good luck in atlanta good luck in houston and merry christmas and we'll see you soon same to you guys that'll do it emergency magic pod squad let's make it seven in a row tonight we'll see you next time